if you think in the beginning, yeah, dad has dementia, we definitely need to go to a dementia unit, that may not be the case. Mm -hmm. You know, so this will also help you not only figure out what's around and what options are near you, but it will help figure out what is the most appropriate level of care. Welcome to the Answers on Aging podcast. This podcast provides solutions to your questions and commonly faced challenges about caregiving, legal, and financial issues, personal struggles associated with the normal aspects of aging, and the unforeseen obstacles that oftentimes can be life-altering and even devastating. Each episode dissects real life, real-time issues, and will often feature special guests who bring expert-level knowledge and free resources straight to you. This podcast is hosted by certified elder law attorney Todd Watley and licensed nursing home administrator Sarah Scott. Together, these aging experts bring an impressive combined 30-plus years of experience to the table in order to give you all the answers on aging. That is right. This is the Answers on Aging podcast, and my name is Todd Watley. And as always, I am very appreciative of everyone who downloads and listens to us and just, you know, makes our day when we see those numbers to say, you know, this many people have listened. And it's just, it, it truly does make our day. And as always, I am here with my co-host, Sarah Scott. Hey, Todd Watley, and welcome to Answers on Aging the best aging podcast out there. That's right. The best. We are very happy to be bringing you another fresh new episode today. And today we are going to answer the question, how can I test drive a nursing home? Test drive a nursing home. Like you're getting a new car. Yeah. Nobody's going to go out and spend that much money without test driving a car. And nursing homes are much more expensive than cars. Yeah. And I mean, I think they're a lot more important too whenever you think about all the things that you're going to rely on this facility or this community to do for you or your loved one. And so um, today's episode, we're really going to kind of get into how to do that. Okay. And so I'm I'm excited about this one. Hey, it, just in case people don't listen to the intro, if there's mm-hmm. like, oh, that's just music, whatever, tell our listeners real quick why you're so qualified to talk about this. Sure. So um, I'm so qualified to talk about this <laughs> because I used to run a nursing home. And prior to that, I was a social worker in a nursing home. And so... Um, and what you do now. And yeah, I... Then I ran an adult day program, and then now I am a senior care navigator. And so I really do hope that some of my clients, family members, will check this episode out and um, and really take it seriously because, like I said earlier, test driving a car, that's just like an automatic given thing. And a lot of people don't even know that you can – Test drive a nursing home. Okay. I mean, you really can. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that today. And um, this is really important because finding out what the appropriate level of care is for your family or yourself is really going to make or break the stay mm-hmm. and the quality of life of that person and knowing what option works best for your situation. So You know, I knew whenever I went to get a new car that I wanted 
some type of SUV mm-hmm. to meet my needs for all my kids, <laughs> yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I test drove at least 11 or 12 different types of SUVs because there's so many different ones. And Mm -hmm. yeah, they may all be called a sports utility vehicle, but they're also different, much like the options for long-term care, whether it's assisted living or nursing home or memory care. Um, We as caregivers and we as professionals in this industry are aware of, okay, yeah, there's all these buildings that say, you know, health and rehab or dementia unit, but kind of sometimes get them mixed up, which is easy to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if you could test drive those and find out what works best for you, you're going to be able to have all the information that you need to make the best decision possible for you or your aging loved one. So, all right. So let's jump into it. You know, when someone is looking or you know needing more help than they're getting at home, mm-hmm. or it you know they've been told, typically you can't go back home. Yeah, your physical status has progressed. Your injury or your illness has progressed to the point where it's just not safe for you to be at home anymore, mm-hmm. and you need a significant amount of care. Yeah. What do people need to do? Well, so the first thing you need to do is find out what options are in your area, Mm -hmm. okay? And the way that you're going to do this is by either consulting with someone like me, a senior care navigator, or if you don't even know how to get in contact with someone that does that, go to your local area agency on aging, They have all the resources there, all the options, and that's the first place that you need to start so that you can have that information and know, okay, I'm not even going to test drive this facility that's 30 miles from my home, Mm -hmm. you know, but so once you find out what those options are, reach out to them and find out, is it okay if I bring my loved one to a... um, a meal or what kind of activities do y'all have planned and find something that speaks to or um, highlights what your loved one's interests and activities are and bring them to the facility, let them have a meal, let them do the activity and see how it goes. And while you're there, what you can do is talk to either their social worker or their business office manager about a possible short-term respite stay. So this could be any anywhere from two nights to five nights, typically. I know the, the communities in our area, I think, cap the respite stays at around five nights. And a lot of times, if you have Medicaid, Medicaid will cover um, up to five nights, yeah. five consecutive nights, as considered a respite or short-term stay. So that's a really good idea. I think very few people know that. You know, know. know that it's like, hey, we need to go. The you know, if the the family is the caregiver and they're going over to mom's house mm-hmm. and doing that, it's like we need a vacation, just right. a, a weekend or mm-hmm. or a, a very long weekend. You can actually work this out, 
put your loved one into a nursing home for mm-hmm. those five days and then go pick them up and bring them back home. Yeah. And when that when they've had that overnight stay, whether it's one night or five nights, um, once you go pick them up and bring them back home, talk to them about it. And also, before you bring them home, talk to the staff. I would encourage you to not go to the facility during the respite stay yeah. to just see mm-hmm. how they you know, acclimate to the surroundings. And so also they don't think they're coming home on day one, right. you know, yeah. but, and, you know, ask, ask your loved ones who stayed there. What did you like? What did you not like? What would you change? And then if it's time to look at a different option, at least, you know, going into that second option, what the concerns are, you can verbalize those to the staff at the second facility and they can anticipate that, and they can hopefully make it a little bit smoother. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Knowing what they liked and didn't like sure does help that, that second place mm-hmm. to cater mm-hmm. to you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've heard the phrase catered retirement living yeah. a few times with, mm-hmm. you know, some slogans and stuff. And it truly can be, but it's going to take a little bit of digging and some exchanging of information between you as the caregiver with the facility staff to make sure that that care is tailored and catered to your loved one's specific needs. Tailored and catered. Tailored and catered. Okay. And then what you want to do is make sure when you're looking at these respite stays that you have talked with their business office manager about what the financial situation is. Sure. How can we pay for this if it were to turn into a long-term stay? Mm -hmm. I've had a few, just a handful of respite stays when I was working in the nursing home who it went really well with, and they just decided to stay there. Yeah. You know, and it really was truly, I believe, a a short-term test drive, so to speak, but it ended up working out really well, and... The family's like, hey, while we got her here, <laughs> let's just if keep she's this going. not begging us to take her home, yeah. let's just keep her here and it stayed. So mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's always going to be the case, but it, it could happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and another point that I just wanted to make is that, you know, one of the biggest goals for this podcast is to help you prepare and plan so that you are not forced into what we call crisis mode planning yeah. when emotions are high intelligence is low and so um you're not always going to make the best decisions in that crisis mode planning and being i'm just assuming that you're listening now so you're not in that crisis mode planning right um but even if you are in a crisis and need somewhere to take your loved one knowing what the options are and having at least a list of phone numbers and if they actually do allow respite stays is going to be a big help just in case something, some crisis comes up. Sure. Mm -hmm. Be prepared, proactive rather than reactive. Yes. So, I mean, in a nutshell, Todd, I know that seems short, but that's really it. It's pretty simple whenever you just put, put these pieces together and um, while this podcast episode may be short, it's a rather lengthy process. So get your ducks in a row, have 
all of your options laid out for you. And if, if you think in the beginning, yeah, dad has dementia, we definitely need to go to a dementia unit, that may not be the case. Mm-hmm. You know, so this will also help you not only figure out what's around and what options are near you, but it will help figure out what is the most appropriate level of care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good. I think this is, yeah, I mean, this is a, a quick episode, less than half the normal time, but it's important. And particularly yeah. if you know someone out there who is thinking about needing nursing home or you can just see it on the horizon, go spend a few days, you know, mm-hmm. shop around. There's a lot of options out there. And one thing I would tell people, and I know you would back me up on this, is don't base your decision simply on the building. No. The, no. the building has very little to do with care. It's nice. Yeah, there's big wide halls, hardwood floors, chandeliers, but it's the care that really matters. And so here locally for many years, there was, I think, my favorite facility, the one that I got the most um, compliments from to say mom loves it there it was an old building mm-hmm. old cinder block mm-hmm. just not an attractive building when there's brand new places but the staff at this place had been there forever mm-hmm. and people just loved it and there's some newer places that are good yeah. okay so I'm not saying but so many people I've said hey go look at this place they're like oh no I've driven by there and yeah. no 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 and I'm like please walk in just, please talk yeah. to them so don't let the appearance of the building have that much influence over going in or not going in or just giving them a try I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tie that back to the test drive okay scenario and just let you know I just knew in my head from looking at a certain type of SUV, I really probably want that one. Uh-huh. When I got behind the wheel and started to test drive it, it felt like a bus. Yeah. And I was like, I can't drive this every day. Yeah, no. You know, yeah. so don't take just the building's appearance yeah. or anything more than just that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk to the staff, talk to the patients, yes. you know, and, and, and see what's going on. Um, I will say, and I, I think you'll back me up on this, when you walk in, mm-hmm. if you smell something that mm-hmm. doesn't smell right, that's probably a pretty good indication. Now, yes. it something could happen just two minutes before you walked in, right. but on a general basis, mm-hmm. if you walk in and you smell urine or you know just some bad smell, that's probably a good indication that they're not keeping up very well. Yeah, when I was... Running the nursing home, my boss taught me his his motto for running a nursing home company, which was look good, smell good, be good. Good. If yep. as a nursing home you look good, mm-hmm. it's going to be a whole lot easier to smell good, mm-hmm. right? You're clean, mm-hmm. easy to control odors. And if you're a nursing home and you look good and smell good, you're going to be good. Good. So. Very good point. Yeah. All right. Thank you all very much. We appreciate as always, you listening, and please share this with yes. folks. Tell people, hey, I think you ought to listen to this. It's, mm-hmm. you know, this one's only about 15 minutes long. So yeah. um, thank you, as always, and we will see you next week, okay? Thank you for listening to the Answers on Aging podcast with Todd and Sarah. Be sure to hit subscribe and keep tuning in each week as they bring you helpful, useful, and easy-to-find resources for making life as we age as simple and enjoyable as possible. 
For more information about this episode, visit AnswersOnAgingPodcast.com. Click on the show notes tab and take advantage of the free resources right there at your fingertips. To see Todd and Sarah live, check out our Facebook page, Answers on Aging, to catch a live feed of their radio show every Wednesday morning from 9 to 10 o'clock. Todd and Sarah welcome feedback and love to answer your questions. So please, let them know what you think by leaving a review and share with your friends and family.